wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. So challenges lead to breakthroughs. So when you are faced with a challenging or difficult situation, be happy because as long as you have the resilience to deal with it and you stay in the game, what's going to happen is you're going to get a breakthrough. And the breakthrough is when the amazing things start happening. So it's not the challenge itself that makes it happen, but the challenge precludes the amazing things. You get what I'm saying? Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Today's episode is brought to you by our newest sponsor, AG1 by Athletic Greens. Now, you know me as a former pro athlete and a person who stays in pro athlete shape, still work out every single day, still have trainers, still running 10K races. I don't mess around with what I do with my body. I don't mess around with what I put in my body. So when I looked at AG1, I was looking at the label. And I noticed that it's made with 75 super high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients that deliver benefits such as mood, immune system, and sleep support, sustained energy, and so much more. And I love the fact that it comes every month, so I don't even have to think about uh, how much do I have? Um, am I going to have enough? Am I going to run out at a certain time? And I also get the travel pack, so I don't have to miss any days. It tastes great. It doesn't have that nasty aftertaste that you get with some kind of any kind of supplements or if you're taking any pills or anything like that. You just mix it with some water and you feel good knowing that you've done a lot to take care of your health just by taking this every single day. So here's what I did to partner with Athletic Greens. If you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. That's athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. Check it out for yourself. You get your first order and you're going to get that free one year supply of vitamin D, five free travel packs. And this can be your foundational nutrition drink that you take at the beginning of the day to get all those vitamins and minerals and nutrients that you aren't getting from your normal diet, from what you're normally putting in your body. You're going to get all of that taken care of at the start of the day, every single day. And you're hearing this from an athlete. You're hearing this from somebody who does not mess around with what I put in my body. And I don't mess around with what I recommend to my audiences. I only recommend you things that I will personally use myself and things that I can logically make sense of them making sense for me. So I will recommend them because I believe it'll make sense for you. So again, that link is athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash work on your game for your free one-year supply of vitamin D, five free travel packs with your first order of AG1 by Athletic Greens. Again, athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. 
You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella, one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic, we are on part four of four, the grand finale of how to be a more resilient individual. All that being said, first of all, actually, before we get started, let me remind you, I have a daily motivation text. I send this message out free of charge via text message straight to your phone every single day, guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point. So why would you not want to receive this message completely for free? Even if I was charging for it, you should get it. But I'm giving it to you for free. So all you got to do is text me at this number, 305-384-6894. And every morning when that daily motivation text goes out, because you are a member of my text community, you shall receive the message. Secondly, workonyourgameuniversity.com is where you get your next step. That's where you take your next steps of working with me, being a member of the university, getting coached by me, getting access to all of our courses, things like Bulletproof Mindset 2.0, which will help you with your resilience, guaranteed. Also, I got a course called Toughen Up. We got another one called Next Mission. We have another one called the Work On Your Game System. All of those will help you with your resistance personally and professionally. Just go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Now, let's get into the topic today without any further ado, which is, again, part four of four which is how to be a more resilient individual. So we have already laid out what this is, what it means, and of course, the first three parts. So if you haven't gotten any of those, just go to the previous three episodes of this show and you'll get the whole buffet of what you need to be a more resilient person. So let's start here on point number 10. Then we got 11 and 12, and then we will be done. Number 10, to be more resilient, you need mindfulness. Yes, mindfulness. If you are more mindful, then you can be more resilient. As this term mindfulness is relatively new at being popular, although not new at existing, I went and looked up the definition so we can all be clear on what it means. Definition of mindfulness is a mental state achieved by focusing one's awareness on the present moment while calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, and bodily sensations used as a therapeutic technique. That definition says a lot. Here's what I'll say. I'll shorten it up and bottle up this definition that says the following. It means focusing on the moment that you're in, whether that be through your feelings, your thoughts, your energies, whatever happens to be going on, and just maintaining your presence of mind amidst the turmoil of events. That's what mindfulness means. It means maintaining your presence of mind. It means not losing your head, not being thrown up so far off course, not being distracted or just completely thrown off the horse, so to speak, when things happen in life. Because we all know that in life, things happen. And since things are always happening, sometimes they are things that are neutral. We don't care. Sometimes they are things that we want and we're happy. And sometimes they're things that we don't want and we're annoyed at the least, thrown off, upset, sad, destroyed at the worst. Mindfulness is about staying in your frame and in your zone, regardless of what's happening, positive or negative, not getting too high on the good stuff and not getting too low on the bad stuff. That is how I define mindfulness. But if you want the dictionary definition, I just gave it to you. So. In the 33 Strategies of War, which is one of my favorite books written by my favorite author, a man by the name of Mr. Robert Green, he has a chapter in there that is talking about this exact thing, not losing your presence of mind when things are going on. Now, his book is about war. Now, he uses actual literal war examples, like when people are on the battlefield with guns and killing each other. But also war can just be the war in your own mind. And actually, this chapter, which is called Maintaining Your Presence of Mind, 
it's in the section of the book that is all about internal warfare. Internal warfare is the war that's going on in your own head. You getting over your own shit, whatever your shit happens to be, getting over that stuff is an internal war that you have to fight. And that's the section that this chapter is contained in. And it's all about, it's all about you, again, staying in your space, staying in your frame, staying in your zone, even when other things are happening that you didn't even want to happen or you were trying to avoid happening or somebody else forced to happen. And now you got to deal with it. No matter what the situation is you are dealing with in life, you never want to lose your mindfulness or your presence of mind because there are synonyms in this sense. Point number 11, we are talking today about how to be a more resilient individual. Number 11, gratitude. Gratitude, just a feeling of thankfulness. Now, you may be wondering, why would you want to feel gratitude in the midst of a challenging or difficult situation, especially one that you didn't want? That's what resilience is about, right? Resilience is about how do you deal with challenging and difficult situations? You don't need resilience when everything's working, right? You don't need mental toughness when everything is going the way it's supposed to be. For the most part, you don't. There are times you can, depending on how you look at it. But why would anybody want to feel gratitude when you're in a situation that is challenging or difficult? Why would you want to feel gratitude for that? Let me tell you why. Because you can feel gratitude with the fact that you are being faced with a challenge and challenges usually preclude breakthroughs. Usually your breakthroughs in life happen when you are challenged in some way. It can be a small challenge. It can be a big challenge. One of the things that I always emphasize and what we do here at Working Your Game University, especially myself as a coach, is not that I'm just some guru sitting at the top of a mountain and you just throw 100 questions at me and I give you 100 perfect answers, even though I do have a lot of answers. That's not the main thing that happens when you work with me as a coach. The main thing that's going to happen is I'm going to ask you some questions that you might not really be able to answer. I'm going to ask you some questions that are going to challenge your thinking. And because I've challenged your thinking, you're going to have to think in different ways. And when you think in different ways, that's when you get insights and breakthroughs. So it's not me just make these amazing things happen. You are going to make them happen. I'm going to facilitate the process. So challenges lead to breakthroughs. So when you are faced with a challenging or difficult situation, be happy because as long as you have the resilience to deal with it and you stay in the game, what's going to happen is you're going to get a breakthrough. And the breakthrough is when the amazing things start happening. So it's not the challenge itself that makes it happen, but the challenge precludes the amazing things. You get what I'm saying? So you should be happy next time you're faced with a challenge. When you should be worried the most is when there are no challenges in your life and everything just seems to be going normal and you're kind of sleepwalking through everything and there's no real challenges, nothing really waking you up. That's when you really should be worried, not the other times. Okay. So be happy when you face challenges. No human life is devoid of challenge. So when you get one, at least you know you're alive. Because any human that doesn't have challenges is dead. Challenges usually make us better if they don't kill us. So you can have gratitude for that. You have gratitude for the fact that you were chosen by the universe or your God or the Holy Spirit, whatever you look to. You can be glad that you were chosen to be the one faced with this challenge because you're probably the best equipped to figure it out or deal with it. Otherwise, it wouldn't have came to you. It wouldn't have went to somebody else. What if somebody who had half your level of resilience got the same challenge that you're dealing with right now? How would they deal with it? They might get buried by the challenge because they don't have the resilience to handle it. They don't have the intelligence to deal with it. And they aren't listening to the work on your game masterclass. Therefore, they are not prepared to know how to think about it and look at it the right way through which they can see that, you know what, this is actually a good thing that I got hit with this challenge. They're going to look at it as something that's going to destroy them. And what are they going to do? They'll probably end up you know, getting buried by the challenge, quit, and life will just kick their ass for the rest of their lives. And that's not good for them. So it's better that the challenge went to you, who's prepared to deal with it, than them, who is not prepared to deal with it. So you could be happy for that. So the challenge is not going to bury you. And you can have gratitude for that because you are prepared to handle challenges because of what we're talking about right now. Point number 12. Today's topic, again, we are on part four of four, how to be a more resilient individual. Number four, learning and growth. 
These are things that you need in order to be a more resilient person. Because when you're faced with a difficult situation that will call for resilience, you can learn from whatever led to that situation and grow from the fact that you dealt with it. That's the learning and the growth. So when you're faced with a challenging situation, you can ask yourself, well, why did this happen? How did this happen? What did I do that let this happen? What did I do that caused this to happen? What did I not notice or not see that led to this situation happen? There are always answers to these questions. What did I not know? What did I not see? What did I not understand? This is something that I told you all. If you've listened to the show for some time, I told you the story of how between my sophomore and junior years of college, a new basketball coach came to the team. And I immediately could tell from my first conversation with the new coach that he wasn't really caring that much about the incumbent players, players who had been on the previous coach's team. So I knew immediately I need to approach this situation as if I'm a brand new player just walking onto the campus, just trying to earn my spot on the team, which I had done just two years earlier at my previous college. So I approached that with a different mentality than of someone who is coming back to a team that they already have a spot on because that wasn't the situation coming into my junior year of college. And there were other teammates I had that sophomore year who had played for the previous coach, they didn't have the same mentality I had. They had the mentality of, well, I already have a spot because I've been on this team for years already. And they came with a different attitude to following season. And the attitude caused them to end up not being on the basketball team anymore simply because they had the wrong approach. So they didn't even realize, and maybe they realize it now, this was years ago, but in that moment, they probably didn't even realize what they had done, what mistake they had made in not seeing something that I had seen. I noticed something that they didn't notice. And that's why I approach things differently than how they approach them. And that's why we ended up with completely different outcomes. So if you look at any situation in your life that is a challenging or difficult situation, ask yourself, what did I do? What did I not do? What did I see? What did I not see that led to this circumstance happening? Because there are no coincidences, folks. There are causes, but there are not coincidences. Things don't just randomly happen. Now, they may seem random to you. The only time a circumstance in your life may appear to be random is when you just don't know what happened. Now, there are sometimes actual random events. Nassim, Nicholas Nassim Taleb called, has a book called The Black Swan. The Black Swan Effect, I think is what it's called. He talks about this, the random things that happen like a black swan. Like most swans, the bird, the swan, what color is the swan? Usually it's white. So you see a black swan, it's like a random thing that happens and there's nothing that specifically causes it. I don't know if you can breed black swans, but these random things that happen, usually the things that happen in our lives, most of us, most of the time, they are not black swan events. They are caused by something. It's just that we don't know the cause. So we want to attribute it to randomness when it's not actually randomness. It's like back in the days before we understood science at the level at which we understand it today, whenever there was a thunderstorm or there was rain or there was a long drought and there was no rain, the people of that time would think that this is something that the gods had decided to punish us with. So the gods were angry. That's why we had a thunderstorm or there was lightning or the gods wanted to kill us all. So that's why there would be a drought and there would be no rain and people would be dying of thirst or there are no crops so nobody can eat. They would think that's the gods punishing them when we found out later on, once we got better at technology, understanding this is just weather and this is just the way that it works. It's not God causing these things to happen. We used to attribute all kinds of things that we thought were random to random occurrences that didn't quite make sense, but we've learned a lot. We know a lot more as a society now, so we don't do those things. Like back in the days, some of you may be familiar with the story of the Salem witch trials, which was when women out of nowhere, it started somewhere small, but then it got bigger where these women were randomly accused of being witches. So you were accused of being a witch. So if your child was late to start speaking or something was wrong with the kid or you happened to do something that seemed to be magic, another person saw it as magic, they accused you of being a witch. And if you admitted to being a witch, they would burn you at the stake. And if you deny being a witch, they say, oh, denial is the first sign of lying. So they would burn you at the stake. You got accused of being a witch, you ended up getting killed because of this hysteria going on about 
just accusing people of being witches when we later on realized that these things that we thought was witchcraft that these women were doing was not actually witchcraft. It was just they were doing stuff that we couldn't explain any other way. So people came up with these random explanations. Most of the time in life, things that happen are not random. There is some causation behind it. You just need to figure out what it is. And this is, again, learning and growth. This is what happens when you need to be resilient is you look at the situation and say, there is something I can learn from here. There is something that will allow me to grow from here. Let me dig and find out what the actual issue is. If you had a house, for example, that had a bunch of very valuable jewels inside of it and you left them at home while you went on a week long vacation, came home from your vacation and you noticed as you're driving up to your street that your home has burned down. Your beautiful home has burned down and all that's left of what used to be your house is a pile of rubble. And while you're standing there assessing the damage, getting over the shock of what just occurred or what you just saw, you realize that those very valuable diamonds, which are worth more than the cost of the house itself and more than the insurance is going to give you, they are buried somewhere in that pile of rubble. What are you going to do? What would you do in that moment? I think you'd do the same thing that I would do. You would grab a shovel and you would start digging through that rubble because you're like, listen, Mr. Insurance, Mr. Fireman, I know you got to do your job, but get the hell out of my way because there's some real valuable stuff in this rubble that I need to get to because you know how much that stuff is worth. That's how you need to look at every situation that is challenging or difficult for you and start digging in there, figuring out where's the value in this situation? Where's the learning in this situation? Where's the growth in this situation? It's somewhere in that pile but you got to dig for it. You got to look for it. And if you have the mind to look for it, you will find it. Anything that you look for in life, you look hard enough and you believe that it exists, you will find it. I hope everybody caught that one. So you can also try to figure out again, what led to a situation so that when you're facing a challenging one, ideally you don't face the same type of challenging situation two times in life. You level up to bigger and more formidable challenges rather than facing the same ones over and over again. So you don't have the same problems again. A key skill of resilience, Ray Dalio talked about this in his book, Principles, is the breaking down or debriefing after a situation and figuring out what did we not notice that we should have noticed given the same information that we had at the beginning? What did we not notice at the beginning that we should know now? Now, of course, when you go through a situation, you'll have new knowledge based on what you experienced that now you know after it was over. But you also want to look back at the beginning of a situation and ask yourself, what should we have known at the beginning that we simply ignored or just didn't notice? So that next time around, you have a better way of preparing for a circumstance so that you don't miss the things that you missed last time. All right. That's part of the debriefing process as well. So that certain circumstances don't occur again if they happen to be preventable or at least you can prepare for them. All said, let me recap. Then I'll tell you about the text. The last three steps of how to be more resilient. Number 10, mindfulness. This is maintaining your presence of mind amidst the turmoil of events. Things happen in life. We notice things will always happen. It's just a matter of you staying in your frame and in your mental presence, despite the fact that randomness is occurring and things that you don't want to happen. They aren't random, but they seem random. Things are occurring. Number 11, gratitude. Be thankful for the fact that you are facing a challenge because challenges usually preclude breakthroughs. You deal with the challenge, you will get a breakthrough at the end. And number 12, learning and growth. You can learn from any situation that you go through if you look hard enough and you will grow from any situation if you stay and experience it. Again, you want to debrief every situation you go through when it's done and ask yourself, what should I have known that I did not notice before? And also knowing that there is value in every situation, you want to grab a shovel and start digging for that value as soon as you realize that you are in a situation, even if the only thing in front of you is a pile of ashes and rubble. All that said, text me to get my daily motivation every morning for free. My number is 305-384-6894 and workonyourgameuniversity.com. So we're going to take your next step with me. You want to work with me directly. You want to be coached by me. You want to get access to the courses. You want to get the two physical mailings we send out every month. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I 
have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, to send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone, free of charge, 305-384-6894. Nine, four.